Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Orchid Bloom's podcast. Welcome back, bloomers. My name is Orchid Brown, the host of this podcast. You can find me on social media, on Instagram and TikTok, at Orchid Eye Brown. So, we are still in March, the month of March, March 2022, which is Mental Health Awareness Month here in Canada. The topic for today's podcast episode is projecting and rejection. Hopefully, I can cover rejection. I have a feeling that this podcast episode might need to be split in two, but if it doesn't, then today's episode is projecting and rejection. <laughs> if uh, if I do have to split this podcast episode, it's just projecting. So either way, I'm putting it out there and hoping for the best. Hopefully, we can put it into, into one podcast episode. I was really starting to think um, as I was writing or trying to figure out what my next podcast episode is going to be because I make the decision weekly really depends on my mood, depends on what's going on in the world, all that fun stuff. So as much as I want to plan out my podcast episode, like I did last season where, you know, I created an entire list and it was a projection of the amount of months that I would be working on the podcast, uh, weekly episodes. And I figured, all right, let me just do a quick timeline, kind of figure out what time of the month, when I should be placing this, when I should be doing that. And so this is the first This season, I basically scrapped that because, again, there was way too much going on. And so I kept thinking after the last podcast episode, which I was so proud of, I was like, oh, my God, I'm running out of mental health, you know, topics to talk about for the month of March. Like it's mental health awareness month. How am I running out of topics? And so I just kind of thought back to uh, a wisdom talk that I had on the wisdom app about trauma projecting and rejection. So I couldn't really call the podcast episode trauma projecting because it's not really trauma projecting. It's just projecting. It's the correct term. It's just projecting. So I figured, okay, you know what? Let me just do this podcast episode on projecting and I'll add rejection as well into that because people do project um, their rejection in certain situations. So Now that you kind of understand what came of my thought process and coming up with this last minute because I forgot to follow my own plans, don't make the same mistakes I did, and now pulling this out of my ass as I am, and I have what, another episode after this episode to put out for Mental Health Awareness Month, and I'm already running out of topics. So I don't know what I'm going to do. So hopefully I can stretch out the projecting part and then have no choice but to cut this podcast episode into two and have rejection for next week's episode. And I won't have to worry about coming up with a topic for Mental Health Awareness Month for the last episode, just the last episode. But again, I'm getting ahead of myself. Most likely I'm going to get through all of this about projecting and rejection in one podcast episode and I'm going to be screwed for next week. So I didn't mean to share that, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I swear tomorrow morning, I promise you, I'm going to go back to that list. I'm going to update the list based on everything that I have already done um, this such for this season of the podcast. 
And then I'm going to add more and actually have an actual timeline to follow where I won't have to be pulling topics out of my butt every single week as I'm doing currently right now. So forgive me. The goal is not to miss anything in this podcast episode. I, I really hope to to convey what I want to convey in this podcast episode and hopefully you can understand the topics that are being brought up for today. Okay, so uh, this podcast episode is going to start with a story behind why I am doing this topic. The story begins with someone accusing me of projecting and I've never heard this term before projecting or I've never had someone accuse me of projecting before in any conversation and the worst part about it is even after going through that that conversation where the person got upset at me and they said orchid you're just projecting you're projecting what you're feeling you're projecting your situations your traumas onto me and I don't really like it and I thought to myself whoa okay that's heavy and even afterwards, I, you know, it took me days and I thought about it for days and I'm looking back and I said, but I wasn't projecting, you know, just really, really thinking about it. I wasn't projecting. Let me tell you the story and you can tell me if I am projecting. Okay. Okay. Because to this day, I still don't think I'm projecting, but she said it and I just have to take into consideration how she was feeling and what why she felt that what I was doing was projecting. So story time. Years ago, I met this girl. She contacted me out of the blue and she contacted me out of the blue because somebody was hoping to use her to get to me. They knew they couldn't come to me because they they are a male, but he's a specific male. He's a type of male that has multiple wives. And of course, I'm not really into that kind of stuff. So you coming to me, asking me to come help you, you out with your business and do certain things for you, clearly you're not, you don't need me to actually work on the business. You just want me to come waste my time and hopefully you can figure out how you can ask me to be your fourth wife, you know, because the last wife got, was stolen by another, another man. The other man now thought he was being too selfish and greedy trying to hug up and hold up three three women um, and he had all of them pregnant and some you know there was one woman that he's been with for for years and um, <laughs> she's she's a true believer and so she had like three of his kids and then he had two other ones and I think he knocked up the other one she was pregnant at the time when she was stolen um, by the other guy so he came into his business one day and he realized like what the hell and the dude's like, yeah, these are my three wives. And, you know, he was like, nope, nope, nope. This is this is wrong. I am I don't approve. And then he came back another day and took the girl that was pregnant and made her his wife just like that. So he was devastated. Now he needs to he needs to replace the, the third wife or the fourth wife. At this point, I didn't know. I just came into a, a whole messy situation. And I was, I was thinking to myself, this is garbage. Anyways, so. He now knew he couldn't necessarily, I I basically left because he wasted my time. Every single time we were getting close to accomplishing something or doing something or getting something done, he always finds some excuse or something or another that will hold it back. And I said, listen, this is the last time you're ever going to waste my damn time. So he knew he couldn't come to me again and ask me to come back and then waste my time again and think it's going to be okay because it's not. So he sent her because, of course, I'm going to give a listening ear to another black woman 
who is clearly about her stuff. She's doing her own thing. She carries herself well. She's very educated and she's trying really hard to improve the community and all of that mess. So basically, she got dragged into this mess. And so I told her straight up, just as I told him, I said, listen, don't invite me to come back into the store if you're just going to waste my time. So it was a very good bookstore, but it was also a not-for-profit because they do a lot of other things for the community, especially the black community. So I really liked the concept of the, the business or the organization, but I just didn't like the way that they manage, they manage things. I just didn't like it. So I had to be completely honest with her because I've never met this girl before, but she seemed really nice. And she's all gung-ho thinking, oh my God, I can bring her back, no problem. So when I started like breaking it down, why I left in the first place, she was like, oh wow. She's like, well, don't worry. This time around, I'm here. So I'm going to make sure everything gets done. And I was like, oh, she's so optimistic. And in my mind at the time, I was like, should I do it just to watch her fall on her face? Or should I just go and actually be there for her when she realizes that she fell on her face. I don't know. So I said, you know what? Let me give her a chance, but I'm not going to invest too much. It's basically what I was thinking. So I started getting to know her a little bit better. We were hanging out. She was telling me certain things that she wants to do in the community. And I mean, she had great ideas. And honestly, she could definitely accomplish it as long as she had the right person, right people beside her or the right people behind her are working on this project with her. And she has to be very careful because a lot of people like to, to take ownership of other people's ideas. But this is a lesson that she's going to have to learn. So I was like, no problem. Um, so I, I it, it was nice to be in a room with an ambitious black woman. That's the one thing I have to say about this. So I don't know where she shows up like maybe like a, a week or a month later. And so she's like, oh, I really want you to come meet this guy. And I was like, oh, my God, is she doing it again? Like, didn't she not learn from this lesson? Like, why don't you just complete this one thing first and prove to me that you can make all things possible because you're here before you go and drag me into another mess with another loser. How about that? But I didn't say that to her. I just said, listen, I'm not interested. She's like, no, 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 this guy's really legit. I said, you also said this about this place. And yet I still haven't seen anything happened yet. And she goes, oh, yeah, 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 it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But this guy, he's really, 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 really legit. Like, you're going to want to be a part of this community. You're going to be want to be a part of, of empowering black people and through this organization. And I was like, oh, for the love of Christ. So she brought him into the store. When she brought him into the store now, this is my first time meeting him. I shook his hand. I said, hello. He told, he's like, hello, my name is this. And I said, hi, my name is Orkin. And so he starts talking about his organization and the guy now who runs the other organization because we're at his business and then this dude who has a business just down the street decided to show up to scope out, you know, who this guy is and what he stands for. I basically scope out the competition, which technically is not a competition because as much as they're both servicing the same black community, they have two different lanes. They're not in the same lanes at all. We're standing there and he he's just looking around and, you know, basically put on a show. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, she really did bring another loser. She did. She found a next loser to come try to prop up in front of my face. Like, I look stupid. But anywho, she's now following him around like a dog, desperate. And so like, oh my God, it's him. Look that she had on her face. And I was like, woman, like you have two kids. You're a single mom with two kids and you're acting like this. Like, what are you, 12? This is how you act in high school. The beginning of high school, when you see the crush from high school, you're like, oh my God, he's so hot. Cause you've never had a boyfriend before. But now you've been there, done that. Now is not the time to be behaving like this in front of people. So I kept that to myself. 
I'm watching her just kind of follow him around. She completely forgot that she was in a meeting with both of us, the, the owner of this organization and myself to discuss something very important. She completely forgot. It was like no one existed in the world but him. Praise this man. And so I looked at him and I said, I'm sorry, did we finish our meeting? And he goes, no, but she's gone. And I said, yeah, mentally she checked out for sure. So he didn't know what to do because this man is just walking around his store you know, acknowledging him by saying hello, but, you know, kind of acting like he's more superior in some way. And of course that kind of turns me off because to me, that's not manners. It's kind of like me going into someone's home, not taking off my shoes or at least asking, um, can I take off my shoes or would you prefer if I wear my shoes in your home and let them decide what I, what, what I should do. And when you're in that person's home, you know, respect it as much as they do. So Thankfully, this guy's place is very clean. It's well-managed and looks good, but it's just the attitude that he brought into the store with him that was just a complete turnoff. At this point, I'm looking at her, seeing what she's going to do, how she's going to handle the situation, and she didn't do anything. She was just... She was just following him around going, oh yes, and oh yes, this yes, oh my God, this yes. She kind of reminds me of that girl that I went to... Um, I went out to like the country to go visit a friend and I remember she was just, he took her for a ride on one of his trucks because this is a country, right? And she got on the back of the truck and she's dri he's driving at the front and she's just loving it. So she starts screaming on the way as they're driving. Oh, yes, yes. Oh my God, is this such a good ride? Yes. Then she comes back and I was like, what the fuck was that for? And she's like, oh my God, it was so good. And he's looking like he just, he just had a great time. He's looking like he just got some. And I was like, so you're going to moan like that? Like you're riding him on his truck? driving in a broad daylight loud enough for people from across like over there over there on the bush they can hear you you're gonna you're gonna sound like that while his mom is in the house and here she is coming out looking at you like what's wrong with you and she's like oh i was just really enjoying myself it was so good and i was like oh lord but anyways it wasn't that bad it was slightly more conservative as as we would say but anyways back to the story so i'm watching this so now he starts to introduce himself to us because now he's trying to to get my attention and of course i'm not really paying attention and i knew what would piss him off because i mean if you're gonna come into someone's store and behave like this i'm gonna treat you the exact same way so while he's trying to talk and trying to get my attention because the girl beside him is all swooning like ah, oh you're so perfect you know and i am just not into it so while while he's talking and the guy is talking to him and learning about his organization and what they do, when he's talking, I just kept staring at the guy who owns the actual store, the one with the three wives. I just kept staring at him. And so he's standing right beside me talking, trying to show how much better he is than the person in front of, of him and trying to make sure that I see that he's more superior and I wouldn't look at him. I wouldn't look at him at all. I just kept staring at the guy who whose business it is. And every single time he spoke or every single time he had a conversation, I was just looking at him, just staring at him, nodding at him, acknowledging everything that he's saying, like he's talking to me and acting like the dude standing beside me is not actually there. And when I do tend to turn and look up, I looked at her making a mess of herself, just blinking there like nobody else is in the room but her and this guy. And I was like, okay, if you're gonna have an orgasm, please go downstairs, you know what I mean? 
So I was like, this is embarrassing. Like I've never seen this before. Like she's a grown ass woman. She's older than me. After that was finished, you know, he, he turned to me and he tried to shake my hand. And I said, oh, oh, sorry. Nice to meet you. Yes, shake his hand. And, and then I turned away from him and turned back to the guy. And I wait till he left the store while she followed him out, running out going, oh, let me help you with the door. And I was like, oh, really? He can't open his own damn door? Lot of mercy. So after she left chasing him down, walking him to his car, because you know, she's a man. And um, I, I looked at him and I said, what the hell was that? And he looked at me and he said, I have no idea what the hell was that? Did you see her? She wouldn't stop staring at him. I said, you saw that too? I thought I was going crazy. Did she not look at you once? He's like, I made eye contact with her for a good while. She didn't bother to look and acknowledge me. He's like, but thank you, by the way, for, you know, not giving him any attention whatsoever because I've never had a man come into my store and start acting like he run things because the guy I'm talking to is Jamaican, but he's a Rastafarian and he believes in um, Garvey. He believes he's a resurrection of Garvey or something like that. Anyways, so we're, we're, we're talking about this and we go, okay, that's, that's kind of odd. So that was like red flag number one. Red flag number two, she forced me to come to this person's uh, business because she, he kept saying, oh, when are you going to bring her? When are you going to bring her? When are you going to bring her? And I kept just putting it off, putting it off, putting it off because I'm like, some, there's something about this man. I don't care how proper you are. I don't care how well you dress or how you carry yourself. If your energy is fucked and something about your energy is screaming X marks the spot, run for dear life, then trust it. Trust it. And I could just feel it in my core. But you know, at the time I was like, you know what? I'm going to let God reveal all things because whatever is in the dark will come to light and I don't have to worry about it. But I'm going to still trust my instincts when it says don't trust this person. So I kept pushing it off. So finally, she's like, just please, please come in. And I'm like, why is she begging me to come into this man's business for? And then I realized, oh, it's because now he's getting mad that she's not bringing me in. Now it's making it look like she can't do what she promised. Because you know how quick she is to jump and go, oh, everything's going to change because it's, because I'm here. So she must have done the exact same thing to this guy. And so I was like, okay. So I showed up at, at her request because she, you know, she even dressed really nice and she was all in presentation and attire and her African print and her head wrap and everything. And she was just super excited. So she saw me and she's like, oh, that's a good thing you came. I'm so glad you came. And I was like, okay. So she brought me into this room and I had a seat and she's like, oh, um, she's like, yeah, he's coming in soon. Anyways, he came in, he's wearing this huge trench. He has like this dark look about him, like eyes wise. I don't know what it is, but it was just like a dark hoodie kind of look on 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 in his eyes i i wish i could describe it but if you have seen that movie stardust the witch who is played by a very good actress she's also the first Catwoman and michelle pfeiffer yeah, yeah yeah michelle pfeiffer and a part of the scene she was drugged in the movie she was drugged and it was a truth serum and she was telling the truth anyways when she found out she was betrayed by another witch she she got mad and when she got mad like her eyes just kind of turned hooded and dark um because that dark side would come out it was kind of like that so if you haven't seen stardust you're not gonna know you're not gonna know what i'm talking about and it's okay it's okay so he goes and he sits in a corner but close enough to me and you know in direct vision of her and while she's there i just looked at him and i greeted him and i looked at her and i said all right we'll continue with your presentation so I'm sitting there just kind of watching her and the entire time, like once he walked into the room, like she didn't acknowledge that I was even there. She started her presentation and she's staring at him. He moves, she's staring. For the entire hour that she was doing this presentation, she was just staring at him. 
did not look waver, didn't look at the ground, didn't look up up to the ceiling, didn't look at the window, nothing. She just stood there for an hour staring at him doing her presentation because the presentation was for him and for no one else. And at this point, halfway through the presentation, I'm like, this is weird. I, I'm, I'm sure if I got up and walked out, she wouldn't have even noticed. So I was about to do that, but I thought, you know, that's kind of rude. I'm not going to put her on the spot like that. So instead, while she's doing her presentation, I turned my body away from her and I just stared at him because clearly the presentation is for him. And he's sitting there while she's staring at him, drooling and doing her presentation. And he's, while she's doing her presentation, he's not making any eye contact with her at all. He's just staring at me. So I stood there in a chair, just staring at him back. What the hell is going on here? Like you wasted my time. I kept rejecting coming here this entire time. And this is what you bring me here for. So I just kind of looked at him and he looked at me. And then he looked at her and realizing that she's doing a presentation and all she's doing is staring at him, just completely staring at him. And now he realizes why I'm upset. So he cut off her presentation and said, no, no problem. We're done here. And then he goes, well, are you interested in being a part of this organization? And I said, oh, you, you're offering me pay. He's like, no, it's a volunteer you know, basis. But I mean, you can get a cut if we start to make profit off of certain things. And I was like, oh, really? I'll think about it. So he just kept taking the entire time to just kind of sell me these grand ideas that require a lot of money, except he doesn't have the money. And he keeps saying that he has the money. And I'm looking around his office going, buddy, you don't have the money. So some guys come up just randomly random guys out of nowhere just started coming up and they come over and she's like oh hi everybody oh he's in a meeting right now and I go I think someone's here for you and she gets up and he gets up and he goes out and he meets with them but they're all laughing with him and talking but they're staring at her and I kept thinking to myself why are all these guys laughing and talking with him but staring at her and looking her up and down and I was like something's off here like this is really weird. I'm uncomfortable being in this place, number one. I'm uncomfortable by this person and I don't want to do anything with them. I don't want to do any project whatsoever. I'm just done. And he's just rubbing me the wrong way, but I need proof. So I went back to the old guy, the one with the three wives, and I said, you know, I met with him and he he did this presentation. I told him everything that was happening and he was like, wow, okay. He's like, "That's she did it again? And I'm like, yeah, she did it again. So then he says to me, do you want to be a part of this that organization? And I said, no, I don't want to be a part of that organization. I find it completely odd that she's behaving that way and it's a complete turn off but I said there's something about him there's just something about him and I just I just can't put my finger on it but I'm just completely I'm just disgusted by him for some apparent reason I just don't know why he's like you know what trust that he's like I did meet a girl a while back who told me about him and how he preys on certain certain black girls you know sleeps with them and by kind of gets them in and builds that trust by offering them a job at where he works and he pays them like shit money and they're all like oh thank you thank you thank you and you know he gets into their pants and then once he's done he lets them go and I was like oh is that what happens and he's like yeah and I said well how come you didn't warn this girl and he's like he's like there's something about her the way she's behaving that tells me that even if I was to say listen you need to stay away from this guy it's not good like I've been told by females before that he is quite dangerous and that you know he's a user and that you should girls should need to just run the opposite way when he comes around and um he said he he just said that if he was to say that to her it would just blow up in his face and he just kind of sensed that energy from her that she's willing to fight 
anyone for him. Anyone. He he had a I um he invited me out a couple of times to look at certain locations, but he kept picking locations at like romantic places like Baton Rouge or Madison and places like that. You know, p- places where men with money take girls um, on dates. And so I was like, why is he coming here for? And he's showing me around, and he's like, oh, I know the owner of this place, and we can get this place for an event that we could put put on together. But he's not actually putting anything in writing nothing is concrete he's just selling me a dream and i guess selling a dream to certain females especially desperate females you know their legs slip wide open and you know you get in quick tings you don't even have to provide any proof any effort just say a bunch of words and they just fall for it and i said all right well this is nice i said how many people were you hoping to fit in here he's like oh i was thinking of doing this and this and that and i was like oh so you want to copy another event and he goes well not really i just want to make it our own and i said but you want to take someone else's idea and create an event and use this location to do it and then just put a different name on it and a different spin i said it sounds like it's more like a singles thing where industry professionals come and they meet other industry professionals and hopefully they get home it just sounds like a hookup kind of event and he's like no it's not really like that and i was like "Mm, you know based on the fact that this is the idea that you're trying to push i kind of get the impression like this is who he is so we went and we checked out both locations and i was like okay so i kind of get i kind of have a sense of what this man is truly about now and i still was not impressed after that day you know, he still kept texting me somehow, you know, he gave me his number and I was like, okay, I could just, we could have just swapped email addresses. We don't need each other number. He's like, no, no, no. You can reach me any single time. Anytime you have any questions, like I'm here for you. I never use the number. So he's always the one texting me and I just respond, of course, dryly, maybe, okay, I'll think about it. Like I've never given like a straight answer. I'm just not interested. So I decided after that to kind of just test it at this point i need to push it now i keep dragging this out and i keep playing these like little games to like stay away from him but still trying to get the information that i need to get without having to ask and i'm like it's not working so now i had to create another scenario so i had a christmas party i had to go through and i said hey you're single right and he's like yeah i'm single and i said i'd love for you to come as my guest at my christmas party i need a date and he goes, okay, no problem. So the Christmas party was at the Weston Hotel. And we we go to the Weston Hotel. I dressed up nice. Of course, I made sure not to look like I'm with him and that I'm only bringing a friend. So there's no holding of hands. The way that we walk beside each other, it's not intimate in any way. So he kind of got the cue from the body language and realized that at, at this Christmas party, no one needs to think that you and I have something going on because that's not the case. And he went along with it. He was very respectful. So then he finally got on a dance floor with me and I guess because I was dancing with almost everybody else in the room and we were all having a great time and participating in certain dance games and things like that. So it was really fun. So he kind of felt a little bit left out and now he needed to put on a show. So he comes up to me and he starts trying to to do that wave with his belly and and I guess you know he pulled something a little bit too fast and he ended up farting so he farted on the dance floor with the rest of us and I was like oh my god and then and then it started smelling and I was like oh my god I can't believe you decided to fart right in front of my regional manager she's right behind you so of course she got a whiff of the poop first and I'm like getting it secondary and he, I'm like, you should have just just danced like an old man rather than trying to do all these fancy moves to show that you're still young and sexy and, and drop a fart. Who the fuck does that? I couldn't believe it. But anywho, at this point, I realized, oh, this is going to take way too long. So he invited me to one more um, outing. It's actually two. 
One outing I went to was at the Westin Hotel and it was with a lot of business people. So there was a lot of Asians, um, white people, people of other culture, but it was a very professional event. And whoever was putting on this event called Micro what, you know, was dropping a shit ton of money and had tons of sponsors. So the food was on point, the alcohol was on point, everything was on, even the entertainment was on point. It was just a really good event and I enjoyed myself. So we're now, you know, um, walking around and of course I we got drink tickets. So I was like, all right, I'll just go get something to drink. So I ended up, you know, grabbing a glass of wine. And then he, I finished that glass of wine and then he went back. He's like, oh, I'm gonna grab you another one. I said, sure, no problem. Anyways, I bumped into my other black friend cause he's a, a jazz player and I'm like, what? up i haven't seen you forever so we're like bonding you know how loud black people get when they meet each other it's hilarious especially at a white event where they're all like put together and no one makes a noise and they smile and they nod and they just look super professional there's two black people going yo what's up my brother in the room it just doesn't look right but we didn't care so we're just laughing and talking and then he came over with my glass of wine and I introduced them. All of a sudden, he starts bringing that testosterone bullshit that he did in the other store the last time with the other dude in his own damn store. He's doing that now, except he didn't realize that this guy is no joke. You're going to start bringing that shit to him. He's going to bring it back just as hard. So of course, he lost. And I started laughing because I was like, buddy, he didn't know. <laughs> and he looked at me. He's like, I know he didn't know, but now he knows. So he starts trying to be really nice to him because now he's starting to to find out based on stuff, certain things that I'm saying about this gentleman. Now he's realizing, oh, this guy's actually connected to a lot of people in Ottawa and you would want this person on your side. But of course, you had to do all your testosterone bullshit first to make him see you as a joke. So why is he going to take you seriously now? So that's another event. Keep in mind, she was invited to that event as well. Like she she wasn't around him. She said hello and she stood on the other side and her and her friend just kind of stood there watching. And then I met some of his coworkers because he works in the government as well on the side in the government department. And I was like, okay. And I was I shook all of their hands and he's, and I was like, oh, okay. In my mind, I'm like, why are you introducing me to all of your coworker friends? Like this is so weird. Who's swooning and staring at you in the corner with her friend, you know, is left out to dry like a wet dog like I just don't I just don't understand what's going on here so that was one and then I left that event me and the other dude we went off and we had our own time and this was this last event was the last straw for me because at this point I was like god you need to come through because I can't do this any longer I need to to like cut this dude off after this meeting because I can't stand him he still rubs me the wrong way and it's been a few months so we met again for business, but this time it was at City Hall. And while we were there, he was like, oh, I'm here to meet with somebody. And I said, oh, who are you meeting with? He's like, just another organization I'm hoping to collaborate with to do a few stuff. And I was like, oh, for real? I was like, all right, well, I'll let you do, handle your business and I'll walk around. He's like, no, I was hoping you'd stay in the meeting. Like you would be the one spearheading this uh, for us. And I said, excuse me, you want me to spearhead an actual event that you don't know about and you're trying to piggyback off of some other person another companies who came up with this idea of their event and you just want to put your name on it and then get me to do all the work and you still haven't talked to me about pay i already brought up pay the last time the fact that she couldn't answer that question but telling me oh i get a percentage of certain cost or sales i'm like how come there's nothing in writing i'm not taking you seriously if nothing is writing and so he just kind of go oh well well let's see let's see this organization first you know it's a not-for-profit so you know i don't think they can really afford it and i'm like not-for-profits can afford to pay people don't give me that shit they can afford it 
So we got there and I saw the banner and I already knew what the organization was because I've worked with them before for about a year. And so he was there talking with um, talking with uh, the guy and the guy, you can tell he wasn't really feeling him. And the now it started clicking a little bit for me because his real connection to this organization is this dude's wife. And so she was a little bit too flirtatious with this man. And it just didn't look right, but she didn't really care. I think she's over her, her marriage as well, but it's not like she's going to leave. And so the husband's just standing there nodding. And he was like, oh, this is Orchid. And I looked at him and the guy looked at me and we looked at the other dude and we're like, we know each other. And he goes, oh, he's like, yeah. I said, I volunteered with them for a year, a few years back. And he goes, oh, okay. So he's like, great, we have good rapport. And then this is at this point, the man said, I'm going to get back to work. Because he knew I wasn't interested in coming back to the organization. But clearly this man had not done his research before doing this. But the thing that you don't know is, is that I made sure to tell the other girl prior to starting anything with anybody is that I refuse to go backwards. And this, this organization, I will not be working with them again. So if you ask, it's a no. She had already told him this, but I guess he wasn't listening. And ever since we made that initial meeting at his location where things were just wonky and weird, I haven't heard from her and I haven't seen her. So now that has changed. Now it's him who's always in contact with me, constantly asking me, are you going to join the team? Join the team with what contract? Where's the money? How am I going to get paid for wasting my damn time? And I'm not doing anything until the money aspect is covered. Pay me. Think I want to work for you for free. Is this girl working for you for free? And if she's working for you for free and she has two kids, she's an idiot. Go get a real job. So after after that meeting where everything kind of blew up in this guy's face, he then says, oh, um, let's go for, for some tea or coffee or something. And I said, no problem. We'll go. We'll go to Starbucks. It's just over there. This is the first time for him that he realized that he's not getting anywhere with me. For this entire time, he thought that he was ahead of the game, like he was winning. And this was the first time he realized it wasn't working for him. Nothing is working for him. He starts to now drop his guard. Now all of that game that he was playing before, you know, trying to, to convince me he's this amazing guy now he's trying to bring out the big guns and the big guns that he decided to bring out was that he worked for the government he's like you know i can get you a job in the government you look like someone that could work in the government and i looked at him and i said yes thank you he's like but do you want me to go and look get you a job in the government and i was like sure if you want to get me a job in the government go right ahead um but i mean if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen like i'm not gonna cry uh, over it and he goes well i work i work at this department and i was like for real i was like yeah i used to work there as well i worked there for a summertime like a few years back i worked in the archives department um my boss jeff white was awesome i had a great time then all of a sudden you could see the shock on his face because in his mind i've never worked for the government before i was like oh honey i've worked in how many departments in the government and you're going to try to flaunt government in my face to try to get me to fall for this are you kidding me how stupid do you think i am so you know he started realizing that he can't even pull that with me now because i actually understand the government and i know how the hiring process works so whatever he's doing that was his last card in his wallet for him to use to try to get me to think of him as this great guy and open my legs and open my body to him and it just wasn't working so he just gave up and he started telling me he's like oh you know maybe we should we should end this so i can go and meet my girl in gatineau and in my mind i was like gatineau didn't he say he lived in orleans now all, all the stuff started catching up because now he's getting sloppy so i said all right well you can definitely go he's like well don't you need me to drive you home and i was like 
no, I don't need you to drive me home. He's like, I don't want you to take the bus. You're going to Gatineau, right? And I was like, yeah, I live in Gatineau uh, for now, but I don't need you to drive me home. He's like, I can't, I can't have you take the bus. I said, who said I was taking the bus? I have a car. I just need to go get my car and just drive home. It's downtown. You think I'm going to come downtown and take the bus? You mad? You know how long my bus ride is going to be to get to Gatineau? Oh, hell no. I said, no, I brought my car. So I, he was like, oh, he's like, oh, I was hoping to drive you home. And in my mind, I'm like, why do you need to drive me home this time of the day? Both of us are alone in this Starbucks drinking my favorite Starbucks. I'm having a great time with my Starbucks, but at the same time trying to tell me that, you know, you don't mind driving me to Gatineau because you want to go meet some girl that you've been screwing in Gatineau. But I clearly recall you living in Orleans. Okay. So I said, all right, well, you just go find your girl. And he's like, so then that wasn't working. He was hoping to maybe get a reaction out of me, maybe get me jealous or something. It wasn't working because at this point I was like, you kind of just told me who you were, <laughs> you lying piece of shit. Um, I'm just going to go home and delete your number. <laughs> just literally so he starts talking anyways he's like oh my god i'm dealing with some drama at work and i was like really what kind of drama are you dealing with at work so now he wants to tell me and i'm enjoying my cinnamon dolce latte from starbucks i folded my legs and i leaned back in the chair and i'm listening and he's like oh i have a a girl you know i was dating this girl at a department you know one level under me and she came and she like blew up at my on my floor in front of everyone letting everyone know that we were sleeping together for three months now and that i have a wife and i'm like shocked but i can't show it so i just listened and i said oh for real how did she know you had a wife and he's like well i guess she found out but i never told her i said oh shit i'm sorry to hear that um i hope she didn't go to your wife out of spite and let your wife know you've been cheating on her he's like oh she would never be able to find my wife you know i keep i keep my my business life and my personal life very separate nobody knows what my kids look like nobody knows about my family nobody knows what my wife looks like as far as anyone's concerned like they don't exist and I went, okay, that's good then. You're safe. He's like, I'm not worried. I said, well, how did the people on your floor, your coworkers take this and your supervisor? He said, oh, we all laughed and they all came over and gave me props for, you know, joining the team. They're all married and they're all cheating on their wives on this floor in this department and the government with like newbies. You know, the new girls that come in, the fresh meat, the ones that don't know what's going on. So they're easy to manipulate. And you can be like, oh, I'll, I'll help you get you your extension. Just open your legs. And then the girls are like, okay and they just spread wide that's what they do so they know the game you get the ones that are only in for like three months contract you date them for three months and when the contract's over you just you just don't say a word and they're still sitting there waiting for you to help get them extended and it just never happens so this is what they do i've worked in the government i know these games i don't know who you're trying to pull the same game on i know my shit anywho i'm just sitting there folding my legs just listening to him and i said how do you guys cheat then he's like well you know the hotel beside the department and i was like yeah, yeah, yeah at the delta hotel he's like yeah we book a you know book an hour there or so and i said but that hotel doesn't rent by the hour he's like well we can afford it we make enough money at the government so we can afford to just get a room for a day and you know during the lunchtime we'll bring that girl back and we'll just screw her in the room and then we'll just leave the room and come back to work it's just walking distance we just need to waste some lunchtime and that's it eat at our desk we don't have to do very much and i said that's very true so i said it didn't end well you know is she still there he's like no she got let go because three months was up and she had to go and i said oh you didn't help her stay in the job he's like of course not you know it was just a fling why would i want her to stick around especially since she came onto my floor and showed everyone on my floor that i'm playing the game too and they all gave me props and pat me on the shoulder and said oh you're great and blah 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 and i was like oh okay 
So after that, I just kind of got up and he's like, you sure don't want me to drive you home? And I said, who's going to drive my car? He's like, well, I can drive you to your car and we can drive to your home. And I said, I don't want you anywhere near my home and you don't need to know where I live, but you can go find that girl in Gatineau that you say is waiting for you. The one, you know, that you're sleeping with behind your wife's back. So I left that meeting and I got home and I picked up the phone and I said, I texted the girl and I said, girl, we need to talk. She's like, okay. So we ended up talking and I said, listen, I don't want to work with this gentleman. Why? And I said, I don't want to be in any of this mess with you and him. And she's like, what are you talking about? What mess? I said, the fact of the matter is it seems like you're in love with this guy. And she's like, what? Excuse me? I'm not in love with him. We're just coworkers. I just work for him. I said, yeah, but every single time we hang out in public, how many other people have seen the way that you behave around him? And it's clear that you're swooning and in love with him. So she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Those occasions never happen. So I actually listed the occasions where it actually happened. And she was like, no, that's not what happened. I was just listening to what he had to say. She's like, even in that presentation, I was just nervous, which is why I couldn't make any eye contact with you. I said, but you made eye contact with him the entire time. You did not once not look at him. Not once, not even to look at the floor, not even look at the shoe, not even look at the ceiling or a window, nothing. You just stared at him the entire time. She's like, I was just nervous. That's why I did that. I said, all the time, you and him will be having a conversation or he's having a conversation with somebody and you'll just stand there staring at him. Body language is almost like none of us exist in a room when he's talking. She's like, this is all in your head. You're just projecting. You're projecting what you're feeling for him onto me and making it seem like I'm feeling this about him. And I said, what now? I said, all right, you know what, girl? I wish you the best. I just call you to say that I don't want any part of this. Uh, don't contact me about this project again. Don't contact me about him. And be careful. Be careful because it's going to blow up in your face. If Just just make sure you don't sleep with him. Even though I kind of had an inkling that he, he already got it. And that's why she's still working there. And she thinks that this is going somewhere. And so even while I was telling her this, she, she refused to listen. She didn't want to listen to any of the proof that I had to back up. She, I wasn't even able to tell her what he had confessed to me. I couldn't tell her anything because she just wasn't listening. She wasn't hearing it. In her mind, she kept thinking, no, you're projecting. You're projecting what you've been through or what your feelings are or whatever is going on with you. You're projecting it on me. And it's not like that with this situation. Anyway, soon after that, I guess it didn't work out and they parted ways and she no longer works for him. Now she's off doing other things. But either way, when she when she said I was projecting, it really made me think, what is projection? Based on the story I just shared, that was her defense in the argument because she felt uncomfortable and she was heated in that moment over that discussion. She might have felt attacked. I say might because I can't truly speak for her. And so I have to use the term might as in allegedly that's how she was feeling. Projecting refers to unconsciously taking unwanted emotions or traits you don't like about yourself and attributing them to someone else. And so that's kind of where I was wondering, I'm like projecting, how was I projecting? I didn't actually do anything with this gentleman or I've been in a situation with a man like this to be projecting any emotions or traits onto her that I don't like about myself. It just didn't make any sense. I was like, maybe I'm just not understanding projecting very well. Maybe this is all in my head. So I had to really question it. I went into a whole research mode on this. So an example of projecting is a cheating spouse who suspects their partner is being unfaithful. Instead of acknowledging their own infidelity, they transfer or project this behavior onto their partner. And I've seen that a lot 
but it doesn't you don't have to be married to to be dealing with a cheating partner someone who's cheating but still keeps accusing you of cheating even though they're the ones cheating the entire time hopefully deflecting making sure that you don't notice what they're doing to make so you'd focus on what and what you might be doing to make them feel that you are being unfaithful it's just a whole manipulation tactic and when someone you know if anyone was to ever do that to me my first thought process is is if I'm not cheating and this person's accusing me of cheating is because they're fucking cheating and that's a big red flag and it's time for this fucker to go. So projecting comes down to self-defense. Projecting something you didn't like about yourself onto someone else protects you from having to acknowledge parts of yourself you don't like. Humans tend to feel more comfortable seeing negative qualities in others rather than themselves so i was a little bit more detailed as to projecting and and hopefully kind of enhances our understanding of what projecting really is so projecting does what all defense mechanism are meant to do keeps discomfort about ourselves at bay and outside our awareness now that we understand that projecting is a defense mechanism let's talk about what does defense mechanism mean i guess the goal is to just break this all down we're going to cover almost all the areas and get into the nit and gritty until we understand projecting at its finest at its best so defense mechanism in a psychoanalytic theory any of a group of mental processes that enables the mind to reach a compromise solution to conflicts that it is unable to resolve. Let me provide types of defense mechanism as examples so we can have a greater understanding. First, denial. You refuse to accept reality or facts. You avoid the painful feeling or event. Second on the list, repression. Instead of facing thoughts or pain, you may unconsciously choose to hide them in hopes of forgetting about them entirely. Number three, projection, which is what we're talking about, projecting. Some thoughts or feelings you have about another person may make you uncomfortable. You're misattributing them to the other person. And number four, displacement. You direct strong emotions and frustration towards a person or object that doesn't feel threatening. Okay. Number five, regression. A person that feels threatened or anxious may unconsciously escape to an early stage of development. Okay. Okay. Number six, rationalization. This is something I try to I would say that I struggle with rationalization, but maybe I'm wrong. Let's let's kind of figure out what the meaning of that would be. Attempting to explain undesirable behavior with their own set of facts. Hmm. Yeah, I, I struggle with that too, just a little bit. <laughs> um, number seven, sublimation, which means considered to be a positive strategy. People choose to redirect strong emotions or feelings into an object or activity that is appropriate and safe. That sounds that sounds nice. Uh, number eight, reaction formation. People who recognize how they are feeling 
but they choose to behave in the opposite manner of their instincts. I can say that I've struggled with that area as well. Like I know what's going on, but I'm doing it anyways and just going with it. Anyways, number nine, compartmentalization. Separating your life into independent sectors may feel like a way to protect many elements of it. Okay, I do I do that as well. I cannot say that I'm separate. I do do that. I'm a, I'm very much that person. I would say about 90%, maybe 80, 80 to 90%. And the last one on the list, um, intellectual intellectualization. When you're hit with a trying situation, you may choose to remove all emotions from your response and instead focus on quantitative facts. Okay, okay. So those are the 10 that I have here on the list of defense mechanism. So I wonder which one are you? So back to projecting. People are most prone to projecting are those who don't know themselves very well. Even if they think they do, they don't. Another type of person are people who feel inferior or have low self-esteem can also fall into the habit of projecting their own feelings of not being good enough onto others. People who can accept their failures and weakness and who are comfortable reflecting on the good, bad, and ugly within tend to not project as they can tolerate recognizing or experiencing the negative or negatives about themselves. In this situation, I knew I should just mind my own business and not mention it, which leads to the, the to this disagreement with this female. But I felt bad because she is actually a nice person, a single mom with two kids. You know, I always have this warm section of my heart that wants to protect and support single mothers with children because they're doing this all on their own. So clearly she might be disoriented or not really seeing things clearly, maybe off in la la land. And you know, maybe she needs someone to come and give her a good slap across the face and say, Hey, get it together. You got two kids. You're a single mom. You don't got time for this. You know what I mean? So I just felt that I needed to just kind of have this conversation or at least to warn her, you know, just warn her to just be careful. Not everyone who claims to be um, a shepherd is an actual leader. And so she needs to recognize that a lot of people that may be coming into her life might not be there for her and not be there for her best interests. So yeah, that's kind of my thought process at the time is that she needs to, to recognize that whatever it is she's into right now, I don't know if it's true or not, be very careful. So as much as I wanted to transition this podcast episode from projecting um, and going into rejection, we are running out of time. So I am just going to leave this podcast episode as just projecting and we are going to continue the rest of this topic next week, Wednesday, for rejection. Thank you for supporting the Orchid Blooms podcast. Don't forget to click the follow button under Orchid Blooms podcast on Apple, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Visit our social media page for updates on our guests per week and our guests on the YouTube channel. Our social media pages are Facebook at The Ambitious Obsession, 
Instagram and Twitter at The Ambitious Ops. And now that we have the website up and available, you can also learn more about us on taonetwork.ca. And of course, you can follow me personally on Instagram and TikTok at Orchid Eye Brown. Don't forget to share your favorite podcast episodes with your family and friends. And I hope you have a splendid day.